Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Hi everyone, this is Adam Murray here, producer of Speaking of Partnership. Today's guest is Dr. John Gray. Dr. Gray was on our show last week and provided so much valuable information that we've made this into a two-part special, this being part two. If you've missed part one, simply go back to last week's podcast to listen to the first part of this interview. For all of you who are up to speed, let's pick up where we left off. I can go further. I know you've read the book, so I'm really happy to do this interview with you. Not all interviewers have done read the book, and maybe a really wonderful part to talk about is the thing about women's hormonal cycle. Would you like me to talk about that? Well, how could I not? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because, <laughs> you know, for the women listening and for the men listening, it's also very, very important to know. Now, there's two categories of women in their cycle, the ones who are premenopausal and the ones that are menopausal or after postmenopausal. So if you're cycling, this applies to you. If you're not cycling, this still applies to you, but not as dramatically, and it tends to go with the phases of the moon. So if you're cycling, we're looking at your three to five days of having your menstrual period. Okay, so you're having your period, you're bleeding for three to five days. During that time, a man has no power to make you happy. All he could do is make you unhappy. So don't look to him for much. Okay, so that we're looking at her cycle along with her relationship needs. Then for the next five days after her period, her hormones become activated again, and her estrogen levels will start to rise. They're just starting to rise. Now think of estrogen as the hormone inside of your body that needs love and support, that needs assistance, that needs help. And the truth is we all need love, we all need help, we all need assistance, sometimes more, sometimes less. So it's for the first five days of the cycle, she needs to be in relationships where she needs a little help but not a whole lot of help, and she can help herself. Her testosterone levels are rising a little bit, and testosterone is a hormone of independence. So then you have estrogen levels. For her to be healthy and in a good mood and happy, her estrogen levels are on the rise along with her sense of independence. Then that's for five days after her period. Then for the next five days, that's where her estrogen levels need to double, and they're going to rise very suddenly. When they rise to the top, then her testosterone levels will surge as well, and that's when men appear to be most attractive to you is when your testosterone levels surge. But they only surge naturally when your estrogen level hits its peak twenty times, uh, twice as high as before. So during this time where it goes twice as high, that's a range where it's about 20 times more than a man's estrogen levels, that's when you're going to feel your need for support. So the hormone estrogen has to do with the need for support. And in sociology or in psychology, this is called pair bonding. Pair bonding is a relationship where you need somebody's help. It doesn't necessarily have to be a sexual relationship or a romantic relationship. It's just those are the most powerful pair bonding relationships if you're feeling turned on. 
meaning you're feeling, I need this man. Uh, your body just goes, I need this. Uh, if you were sick, you would go to your doctor, and that would be a pair bonding experience, or your chiropractor, or your nutritionist. If you're sick and you feel the need for that help, they have information that you don't have. That creates a pair bonding relationship. If you are listening to this conversation, uh, to me, providing information that you might find useful and helpful and that you need in your life, then that's a pair bonding relationship, and therefore it would trigger estrogen levels going higher. So that's what pair bonding relationships are. Now, at a time where your estrogen levels need to double in order to make a baby, to ovulate, <clears throat> if you don't have a pair bonding relationship at that time to trigger and stimulate higher estrogen levels, then you will still feel this uh, neediness. You'll still feel your need, uh, but it won't be fulfilled, so you'll experience intense dissatisfaction, emotional lack of fulfillment. Uh, in couples, this is when they have their biggest arguments and fights, is when her estrogen levels need to go higher, so she's feeling her need for pair bonding, and she's not getting that need fulfilled, then she will have strong negative emotions or shut down completely. Meanwhile, if she gets what she needs during that time uh, of higher pair bonding experience, uh, she will be experience maximum fulfillment. Now, that's five days where estrogen has to double. Then, for the next 12 days, after she's ovulated, uh, it's 12 days till she gets to her period. And during those 12 days, her estrogen levels need to be present, but they need to be much lower. If they're too high at that time, it will make her feel very unhappy. And what needs to happen in those 12 days, her estrogen levels need to drop, so her needs for a partner, for pair bonding, become much less. And what becomes more is her need for social bonding. Social bonding is the term for behaviors and activities that stimulate progesterone. Now, in my book, I list out all these different activities, etc. But, you know, to not read the whole book here in a short period of time, you basically have social bonding as activities where you're not dependent on someone but you're enjoying being with someone. And that could be with a man, it could be with a, a woman, it could be with a group of people, it could be in a choir, it could be shopping together, it could be going for a hike, it could be working in your garden, doing something that you enjoy doing, where you're not so dependent on the other person or the other thing that you're in relationship to. But it's more of a social bonding or a self-time. So if you're a high-powered woman, meaning you're producing lots of testosterone in your life, then you run out of testosterone because you're in these situations that require it, then instead, instead of social bonding, what makes progesterone for you is me time. <clears throat> me time is taking time to do nurturing activities, not lonely activities, but things you'd love to do, things that don't require giving to anybody. It's really kind of selfish time. So you've got pure selfish time, which is a progesterone stimulator for high testosterone women, and for less high testosterone women, you've got social bonding, which means you're not really dependent on others and they're not that dependent on you, but you're more interdependent and so forth in that way, in the same way as each other. Like you're playing cards, for example, is an excellent example of that. Bridge, many couples would play bridge as they get older because it's a big progesterone stimulator. So that's a cycle. Now, let's talk about the cycle of healthy hormonal balance for women. 
if <clears throat> during the first five days after your cycle you sit with your male and you're in a partnership, a pair bonding relationship, and you plan a date to, to seven days in advance, then you're going to be anticipating that date for the next seven days. And that's going to solidify a pair bonding romantic experience. You're anticipating going out and doing something where a man is fully providing everything for you. Your job is just to receive. And that's what romance is. Romance is not a... <laughs> It is a two-way street in that he provides and she responds. You've got she's got to respond, and it's very hard for her to respond uh, in the way that a man needs most if it's not within that five-day window. If it's in that five-day window, then she establishes her ability to respond in a very loving, loving, happy, fulfilled way. If if she misses the five-day window and they go on a date later, what happens is her capacity to enjoy the date is diminished and she'll feel something is missing, something is missing. It's literally like that five days, I call it the romantic window, uh, pair bonding window. Uh, if she doesn't get her needs met to double her estrogen during that time through relationship, then literally for weeks afterwards, she, it's like she's missing a meal. It's like you know somebody went on the vacation and you didn't get to go. And so you're feeling like, I missed it, I missed out, I missed out. The body literally feels it missed out, and so it's always going to be looking to a pair bonding relationship to provide that need at a time where she really doesn't need it. What she needs is the social bonding or the me time. And this is the woman who is looking to her husband to make her fulfilled or looking to this man to be so exciting for her at the wrong time of the month. He can never be that exciting for her. But if she got her need met during the five-day window, then he is very satisfying to her at that time because she's not looking for more. So that's a little bit more clarity on this cycle. Now, that's three chapters of the book that are much more elaborated, but I think it gives women a sense of why they feel a little mixed up inside at times when, gee, one day this felt really good, another day it didn't feel really good. And this helps men to understand why, you know, during those first five days after a period, he feels like he's doing everything right, and then boom, if he, so he kind of ignores her as a result, thinking everything's kind of fine, no big deal, nothing more to do, and then bang, her estrogen levels start to double, her needs show up, and during that time, if she hasn't been getting enough affection and attention, she'll suddenly become aware of it, and she'll say, oh, we never have fun, and you don't listen, and you're this, and you're that, and he kind of goes, where did this come from? It just suddenly came out of the closet. Well, it's because it's been in the closet, and and she didn't notice it. It was building up and building up. So these are some of the confusions that are happening today. And, it, you know, they've always been there to some degree. Now they're massively magnified because our, our daily life does not promote the balance of hormones within our body. Wow. Again, John, this is this is so, so amazing. And, you know, if if I was to take one little piece out of everything you just shared there, what I was walking away with on that little piece was for anybody who wants to have date night, like if you're married and you have date night, John just told you <laughs> when to have it during the romance window. That's the time to have your date night. No, that's that's great. So John and and and, and one other takeaway with that is yeah. remember schedule it seven days in advance so that she's anticipating it. Anticipation actually produces more hormones than the actual event itself. Wow. So for all the guys listening, <laughs> the, hey, you want to do something tonight? No. 
that's not romantic at all. Yeah. And men have no idea. They think I'm being so romantic because he'll say, hey, what do you want to do tonight? I'll do anything you want to do. Because <laughs> from a man's point of view, if a woman says, I'll do anything you want to do, it, it feels like, oh, okay, I really like that. That's nice. Uh, but for a woman, what she needs is to have a conversation look at several things that she might like to do, look at several things he might like to do, but then he secretly always picks something she likes to do. And that means that's his gift to her. And she then doesn't insist on doing what he wants to do. Because romance is not her doing what he wants to do. Romance is when men put their own needs to the side and do something for her, and then he gets his higher need fulfilled, which is the higher need is, is to feel that I have made the woman I love happier than she was before. But we have to keep that in mind, men, that our job is not to make women happy. They have to find the happiness, you know, in their own life. Our job is to make them happier. In a sense, we're dessert. If we try to play the main meal in her life, we will always fail, and she will feel you're a failure. Wow, that's, that's an awesome distinction there, John. Thank you. So we're getting to the end of the show. I want to ask you a couple of quick questions. And I, I love to ask especially authors, this question is, other than your own work, John, what's the book or resource you'd recommend for our listeners and why that particular one? Oh, as a resource. Uh, <clears throat> well, I'm just going to make a general statement. Uh, I think that for, for women and men today is that because we're all on our male side so much, uh, learning to practice meditation or going to yoga classes is uh, extremely helpful to balance our hormones. Uh, it's, it's just a very, very powerful thing for both men and women now. Uh, meditation wasn't taught to women in the past uh, because they weren't on their male side. It's too hard, but now they can do it, and it can be very, very helpful. But even more helpful for women are yoga classes or not somebody's not into yoga, doing some kind of group activity uh, you know, it could be used to be aerobics classes. Now they have all kinds of classes like that, or singing classes. These are the types of, of activities, and certainly there's books on all those things. And I would recommend those as a, a general general category for the women listening. If there's a book I'd recommend any woman to read, it would besides my books, it would be uh, Why Men Are the Way They Are, a uh, book by Warren Farrell. Uh, he really helps uh, has helped me as well understand men tremendously. Uh, a very wise, wise person. <clears throat> so that's a great book called Why Men Are the Way They Are. Excellent. Thank you, John. So I want to ask you this because obviously you're somebody people come to for relationship advice. I'm curious, what what's the best relationship or maybe it's partnership advice that you have ever received from someone else? Well, I'll, I mean, I've gotten lots of great advice from people. I think my wife has given me the best advice. Uh, one is how to be romantic. Uh, <laughs> she, she, I used to give her hugs, you know, occasionally. She said, no, I want regular hugs, and this is how I want you to hug me. And, and I'd give her hugs. No, 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 I want, I want a real squeeze, you know, give me a good squeeze, and I want to last three to six seconds, okay, and just hug me, and then occasionally tell me you love me. And, you know, she just told me, <laughs> I said, okay, I'll learn. And she would correct me in a fun way. It wasn't like I was hurting her. I, I was a disappointment to her, and she was now complaining to me, you never hug me. You know, I just was giving her a hug one time. She says, you know, if you want to do a real hug, this is how it feels, and this is what it looks like. And another one was, 
she told me one time, she says, you know, if you're going to hold my hand, just hold my hand. Uh, but what happens with you, John, is after about 10 minutes, you know, you've forgotten my hand. is sort of, Your hand is hanging there. Now I'm holding your hand. So if you're going to hold my hand, just hold it, even if it's just for a minute. That's good enough. Just a nice little squeeze and say goodbye. Because uh, I know holding hands is going to distract you from navigating. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm navigating where we're walking, where we're going, whatever. I'll, I'll stop thinking about the hand. Mm-hmm. If you're going to hold my hand, hold my hand. If you're going to put your arm around me, give me a little squeeze, and then be done. You know, be present with that with that with that interaction. And so that's one of the one of the things she's uh, taught me, which I think was super super practical. And and then later on, I did the research on why it was so useful, and it turns out that you know. The, the hormone that gets produced from a, a six to ten second hug, or three to six second hug, oxytocin, if you do it long, the hug is a nice squeeze and hold it for several seconds, uh, there will be a surge of oxytocin. And what oxytocin does in a woman's body is it lowers her testosterone level to increase estrogen. And that allows her hormones to go into balance. So hugs are, at least four hugs a day is our, my quota with my wife. Comings and goings. Good morning. Give you a hug. Good night. See, I see. See you later. I'm going to work. Give you a hug. She's home from work. Oh, honey, let me give you a hug. And I'm going to bed, or she's going to bed. I want to hug you before I go to bed. So always the comings and goings. To acknowledge it with a hug helps to help. It's not like women have to have a hug all the time. It's biologically they need a hug all the time because it keeps countering the stress of our daily life, which pushes women into their testosterone side and moves them back into the estrogen side, progesterone side. I love that. That is so great. Four hugs a day. Everybody listening. That's the that's the prescription. Well, John, this has been amazing. I have always wanted to have an opportunity to interview you, and it's a privilege to do so. Can, can you make sure our listeners know how do they get a hold of you if they want to find out more about your work? Yeah, they can go to uh, my website. You can Google my name. It usually come up. My website's marsvenus.com. Uh, if you just put Mars and Venus, but it's marsvenus.com is the website. And there, there's a lot of really good stuff there. I do uh, video blogs, and uh, my adult daughter is sort of carrying the banner. She's more of an expert than I am now for women. She does these women-only classes as well. And she's online. She does lots of blogs, and um, that's available to people. And also something we didn't talk about, which is, you know, I have a health food store at my website, marsvenus.com. I've written several books on gender-specific nutrition. And, uh, you know, for women, uh, they have lots of hormonal issues that I, I'm not in the camp of taking hormones. I'm not a medical doctor, and I, I, I think it's risky. I'm, I'm not completely against the bioidentical hormones, but, again, it's risky. We don't really know what the, if they're going to produce cancer or not. We know that the prescribed ones uh, are cancer-producing. But even even the bioidentical, it's very, very tricky to get the right balance. And, and I live in the world of our body's designed to do this. And if you shift your behavioral skills and get some extra nutrition, your body will make the, the set of hormones you need at every age of life. And uh, so I have natural solutions for everything. I've devoted myself to finding natural things to free people from dependence on drugs whenever possible. And like depression is a common one. That as soon as you're depressed, you, you use up certain minerals in your brain uh, and you have to take brain supplements, uh, certain minerals that are bonded to erratic acid. I call them super minerals. 
And just doing that will almost alleviate depression for people. Because the reason depression will last, depression is normal, natural. If you have a disappointment, you can be a little depressed for a while. It should bounce back. But the problem is, is when you're feeling depressed, you're deple- it's such a stressful thing to your body that you become depleted of the minerals that will actually help you feel good again. Every psychological state has a biological basis to it. If you don't have the foundation, the biological foundation, you can't sustain a positive state. Uh, you know, we depend on our relationships and our self-esteem for positive state, but you have to have the biology. So I'm really into understanding the biology of brain function. I've written books on ADD and how you can naturally cure it as opposed to taking drugs that only treat the symptoms. Uh, how you can heal the brain from conditions, how you can heal the liver, how you can heal the hormone balance. Hormone balance is the most important, and that has to do with the adrenal glands. Because, you know, for women, uh, the adrenal glands play a huge role in producing hormones, and they have to do with stress. So when your adrenals are exhausted, you don't make the right amount of hormones. So you need the right behaviors, but you need to help the, the adrenal glands. So... You know, I've done a lot of research into that, and I've gotten really great results helping people provide the nutritional support for optimal brain function. For healthy gut, that's another one. You know, probiotics is very, very important for women today and men uh, to stimulate the microbes that actually go into your brain to make the brain work as well, as well as so many other things. Digestion is such a big challenge for people today. And there are special probiotics that I found from Europe, uh, 43 strains of probiotics, much more than anything you can find in America, which I have there. And then there's one other, something called NADH, that I just think is so important for everybody because um, I discovered it because it takes away all jet lag. I travel around the world all the time and I have no jet lag. Nobody can believe it. But NADH does it. It's not a caffeine stimulator. Or, uh, you know, It's not a stimulant. It improves the body's ability to absorb oxygen. It's just simply a form of B vitamin. So anyway, these are some of the things people would find there, and they just help. You know, when you have lots of good energy and you have a positive mood, that's the foundation of a good relationship, and then a relationship builds on that. Wow, that's fantastic, John. I had no idea all that was available through your website, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's a world of knowledge. There's little short videos on all those things. I just feel that people should be educated on how to stay healthy. Healthy body supports a healthy relationship, and a healthy relationship supports a healthy body. It's a a two-way street, and there's so much available there, and I encourage people to come visit me there. But most importantly, beyond Mars and Venus is everything we talked about today. I just think it's it's a manual for the relationships of the future, and it will solve a lot of problems. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, John, for being on the show. It has been an absolute treat and privilege to have you here. It's been my joy, too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.